I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Stephanie. So we are back for our second news and nonsense episode. Super exciting. Excuse me. Where's your jingle? My jingle. News and nonsense. News and nonsense. I don't even remember the tune from last time. It's just going to change every time. And we just did two different ones. <laughs> That's okay. We're not coordinated on the jingle. Nope. But we are coordinated-ish on the news and the little bit of nonsense. Yep. So first, we are going to cover some personal highlights that we found interesting. First off, we have Grayston Holt, who he was briefly on Chesapeake Shores, like I think Lassie said, but mostly he's just in random Christmas movies. Yes. And he doesn't he do other things as well? What do you mean by other things? Like, does he doesn't he do like other television shows and stuff like that versus like people who tend to be more like Hallmark focused and they don't do as many other things? I mean, I know he has done the only show I ever really think about is that werewolf werewolf one bitten. But it says here that he's going to be in a Lifetime movie called House of Chains. But that that doesn't sound... (laughs) (laughs) That that ain't no Hallmark movie. (laughs) No. And that's not even his personal news. His personal news is that he's having a baby with Christina Rosado, who is also an actress. Mm -hmm. But I don't know her. Do you know her? No. I looked her up and I go through her pictures and I, I just don't recognize her. But it looks like she is in an up TV movie that aired July 17th called Love Fashion Repeat. So we might eventually see her on Hallmark and Lifetime movies if she's on the up TV. Like she's on the ladder, right? You know what? Now that you mentioned that, I I looked her up and I was like, oh, I feel like I should know her. But I definitely did not. (laughs) Definitely did not know her. Yeah, I don't either. I know you're talking quiet because you're in the library, but guys, you might want to try. <laughs> okay, I'll try harder. Getting closer to the mic or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's very quiet. Uh, you guys, my house almost burned down, so <laughs> we don't have internet. That's Carrie's news. Her house almost <laughs> burned down. It freaked me out. I'm living in my parents' basement for right now because I have a basement apartment. And we got back from going to the Hallmark house in the in the mountains and the garage wouldn't open. And like nobody else seems to be concerned about this. And I'm like, this is how anxiety starts. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrifying picture that you shared of like the yeah. burned box. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Carrie's... We're still bringing you a a podcast, even though Carrie's like doing this on the fly at a random place. Yep. All right. And then our next piece of personal star news, which this was kind of the big like surprise for Carrie and I, is that Marco Grazzini and our favorite Alvina August are engaged. And this isn't a new thing. Apparently, they have been in a relationship for like seven years. Is that right? Something like that. It was either seven or nine. But yeah, a long it's time. been a long time. <laughs> and neither and one of us like, knew. No. I mean, to be fair, we only recently discovered Marco and Alvina, like within the past two years. So, I mean, we wouldn't have known that. But I still think that's wild because I never would have like just put them together. I mean, I never put any of these stars together, obviously. But they're a super cute couple and I need to see a movie with them together ASAP. 
I agree. They're adorable and they travel like all over the world on their Instagram. So if you guys have Wanderlust, mm-hmm. go check out. I think Alvina's has like, she has all these highlight stories from being all over the place. I'm so jealous. And they're adorable together. And she had her hair in these braids. And at first in the photo, I didn't recognize her. I was like, well, she's pretty. Who is that? (laughs) (laughs) Then you click on the picture and see Alvina August is tagged. And you're like, I know. I was like, wait a second. I mean, it has to go in. (laughs) There's a second lady in the photo and he says my amazing agent and foxy fiance but we are assuming alvina's the foxy fiance and the other lady's the agent because i don't know why alvina would be his agent well <laughs> and then we looked it up but yes yes <laughs> so that's it for the personal news not a lot going on recently but it does lead into a couple of random tidbits because the photo marco shared of him and alvina We're at the Leo Awards, which I guess are a British Columbia film and television industry awards program, which is why I had never heard of it before. But a Dickens of a Holiday was nominated for a Best TV Movie at the Leo Awards. So that's exciting because we loved a Dickens of a Holiday. We did. And it's well-deserved because it was so cute. Playing Cupid was also nominated, which I just see in the picture. That's the... Emma Jane Austen retelling. Oh, yeah, that is. So that's fun. I should probably look up. I wonder if these awards. Well, obviously they did happen because he Marco was nominated and that's where they were. So now let me look up the winners. I didn't think to do that beforehand and see who got what winners and nominees by name. Okay, we have. Ah, they didn't win. Right in front of me was also nominated. And so was the Christmas House 2 Deck Those Halls. Well, he was in right in front of me also. Yeah, he was. So the winner was a Cluster Funk Christmas. I don't know what movie that I've is. I've never even heard of that, but it can't be as good, right? No. <clears throat> With that name. I know. <laughs> a, a Dickens of a Holiday and Playing Cupid right in front of me. Sign Seal Delivered, The Vows We Have Made, Sweet Carolina, and the Christmas House 2 Deck Those Halls all were nominated for Best Direction of a Television Movie. But none of those won against Rise and Shine Benedict Stone, which I think is still a Hallmark movie. It was kind of a random weird one. And I watched it. It was cute. But I mean, I don't think it was as good as the other two. Interesting. The other ones. Um, that was one of those ones last fall where they came out with them. Mm-hmm. But they really didn't promote them very well. I felt like there weren't as many promotion and they just jammed like September or October full of these movies. I remember recording it. I just haven't watched it yet. And then this next winner, best screenwriting television movie is for High Flying Romance. I'm fairly certain that's the Nikki Deloche one with an airplane pilot, which I keep recording because I keep meaning to watch it and oh, I haven't watched it. But is that one new enough to be that? It won. It was on this list. So I think it is new enough. No, I just felt like that was a much older movie. You know, I had that feeling too, but I guess it wasn't. Hold on. Oh my gosh. What's the name of it? High High Flying Flying. Romance. Guess who's nominated for Best Picture Editing? (laughs) Oh boy. So we have the good ones. A Dickens of a Holiday, Mystery 101, Killer Timing, and then The Baker's Son. I can't believe that was nominated for any award. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, it was different. It it was different. 
best oh my gosh they give an award for best hairstyling and a christmas star won from gac i just watched that i really don't know that i agree like i don't think their hair was bad but that's kind what of was random. the movie say that one more time a christmas star oh that's the one you were like you need one. to watch because that has daniel listening yeah i liked but that one best hairstyling though oh i mean it was kind of plain yeah that's weird Best casting playing Cupid one. Real good. It was up against the Dickens of a Holiday, Making Spirits Bright, and North to Home. I don't think that it should have won against those. <laughs> well, I, I could see it, it winning against Making Spirits Bright. Not against the Dickens of a Holiday, though. Or North to Home, even. That's true. This is very interesting. I didn't plan on going down this list, but we actually know a lot of these movies. So I'm going down it. All right, here we go. Best lead Can I performance. Hold oh, on. Yeah. Before you start that, High Flying Romance is with Christopher Russell and Jessica Lowndes, and it's on Hallmark Movies now. Ah, it's a different one. Okay. Yep. But I've also recorded that. <laughs> I need to look up which one, because I know Nikki's in one with a plane and a pilot. Yes, she is. I don't know what the name of it is either. All right. So best lead performance by a male. We have Tom Stevens from North to Home, who I don't remember who he is in that movie. Marco Grazzini from right in front of me. And then the winner is Carlo Marx from Making Spirits Bright. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't even finish Making Spirits Bright. I don't know that I watched it. Mm-hmm. Then we have best lead performance by a female. And we wouldn't know any of these movies or the winners. Well, Andrea Brooks was nominated for Fishing for Love, but we don't know what Fishing for Love is. Nope, we don't. <laughs> We do know Andrea, though. So We do know Andrea. So that was the Aaliyo Awards of a lot of things that we actually like. And mm-hmm. then the other award show, which I'm not going down their whole thing, is the Hollywood Critics Association Awards, the HCA, and Reba McIntyre's Christmas in Tune from Lifetime was nominated. Oh, nice. Yes. So it's kind of interesting to see these movies get awards because – you never hear about them in like the Oscars or, you know, anything like that. It's kind of interesting. I guess there's probably a lot of award shows we don't know about for all these little shows since there's so many like streaming services and channels. Yeah. Hallmark is definitely like a niche kind of a thing. It's not like ABC who's going to be putting out something like Grey's Anatomy that appeals to the masses. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so Hallmark movies probably are not going to generally get nominated because they just have such a niche group of people. Mm-hmm. And they're not on basic cable either. So like some people have to pay extra to get Hallmark, you know? Yeah, like me. Although I don't even have regular TV, so I'd have to be paying for something to just get channels. You could get some bunny ears. <laughs> I do have an antenna. I never got any good channels. I couldn't oh. even get abc to watch the new season of Grey's anatomy live boo yeah so i tried i tried (laughs) okay guys we're here with another game and this came up because it's the same game we played last time which is basically two truths and a lie where I give Stephanie three movies and she has to figure out which one of them was written by the, which one of them was not written by the person. And this time I decided to do Julie Sherman Wolf because something came up in conversation and I realized that she has a lot of really great movies. (laughs) 
<laughs> on her writing list. And I was like, well, this will be fun because it'll just, instead of it being like back and forth and just a different, you can't really remember, you know, mm-hmm. keep them in your mind. This will be easier to keep in your mind which ones she has written. So here we go. Number one is A Holiday Spectacular, Christmas in Toyland, or A Dickens of a Holiday. Which one did she not write? Christmas in Toyland. Correct. Yes. Courtney McAllister wrote that one. And it's funny that those two are the ones I put together because Holiday Spectacular is coming out. They actually did a preview of it, I think, during Christmas in Toyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and A Dickens of a Holiday we just got done talking about. So it's kind of perfect. It works out. We didn't even plan on talking about a Dickens of a Holiday. Actually, yeah, we didn't. Because <laughs> of the award. <laughs> but still, I didn't know that you were going to say that first. So that's good. Well, and I didn't know you were going to talk about it because you planned the topics this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next ones are Love in the Limelight, Always Amore, The Birthday Wish. You know, I haven't watched Love in the Limelight yet. Um, I haven't either. I am going to guess... Eek, this is hard. Okay, I'm going to say <laughs> birthday wish. Nope. She did not write Love in the Limelight. Willie Ames oh, did. I was going to guess that, but then I thought since it just premiered, that's why you picked it. That's and why that I added she did it. Write it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Okay, so the next ones are Most Wonderful Time of the Year, One Royal Holiday, or A Glenbrook Christmas. Hmm. I know which one I want to say, but I'm afraid it's going to be wrong. But I want to say it anyway. A Glenbrook Christmas. Oh, you are wrong. Is it most most wonderful wonderful time time. of the year? Yes. Yep. (laughs) But we love One Royal Holiday. And you actually, and oh, we don't like Glenbrook Christmas. I was thinking of that one movie. Glenbrook Christmas was the one that we were like, oh, this one's not that great from the 2020 season. Yeah, the Autumn Racer and uh, Antonio Cupo one. Yeah. I don't even remember really what it's about. She went back to her hometown about something. That's all I remember. I think. I could be wrong. I don't know. You're probably okay. right, though. They always go back to their hometown. <laughs> this is true. It does happen a lot. Okay. So the next one are all January movies. Taking a Shot at Love, Love on Iceland, The Perfect Pairing. Hmm. I want to say Love on Iceland. You are correct. Yes. Liz Skzidudio wrote that. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I like that movie, though. I love Iceland. It is cute. It's very yeah. pretty. But I loved Taking a Shot at Love. That was probably my favorite movie from that mm-hmm. January. And then Perfect Pairing was pretty high on ours this past January. Yeah. So. Those are both good. All right. And then the last one that I have is Summer in the Vineyard, Right in Front of Me, A Summer Romance. Hmm. I want to say right in front of me. Nope. She wrote that. Dang it. She wrote two of these movies that were nominated, though, because he was, that's the other one that um, Marco was in. Right in so, front of me. And then, so she wrote. Summer in the Vineyard. Right in front of me. the one she didn't write. No. Those are the two that she did. A Summer Romance. She did not write. Robert uh, T. Miller wrote that. Okay. Well, I liked A Summer Romance. That's the one with Ryan Pavey and Aaron Krakow. Yeah. He's all wearing a cowboy hat and jeans and looking good. Not at first. That's the game, guys. Hopefully you had fun. I like these. I think it's a little unique. We're going to try maybe a different game for our 100th episode, which is coming up real soon. Yeah. Right around the corner. Bum, bum, bum.
next piece of news we have are all the books that these stars have released. Did we ever look at what your poll was? Because I remember you asking if stars writing books ever sways people. I did look. Let me look again. And I think people liked it. So let me look it up while you talk about the book or start the conversation on the books. Okay. Well, it doesn't sway me. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one is... What if love is the point living for Jesus in a self-consumed world? And this was by Carlos and Alexa Pena Vega. This is the book tour they are on currently while Carlos does the big time rush tour and where Carrie found them at Barnes and Noble when she snatched a picture, (laughs) snapped a picture. (laughs) So this is the summary, which is kind of long. I'll see if I can try shortening it, but I don't know. Overflowing with both laughter and honest reflections. What if love is the point shares Carlos and Alexa Pena Vega's incredible story from the red carpet, Spy Kids movies, and Big Time Rush to Dancing with the Stars to Marriage and Now Parenthood. The Pena Vegas offer an inspiring window into how God builds young faith and strengthens it into lasting love, give insight into how to put God at the center of relationships, family, and career, explore why society's expectations never fulfill our true needs, and share ideas for resisting the hustle of today's culture and finding true rest. Then there's a couple more paragraphs, but essentially it's their story and why they moved out of LA into Hawaii and all that jazz. Like, if you follow them on Instagram, you would see a lot of this played out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to read it, but I do think it sounds interesting. Well, I'm definitely going to read it because I, this is totally my kind of a book. I read a lot of Christian, like, nonfiction books, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll probably listen to it (laughs) or read it. I used to read more Christian nonfiction, but I'm not always a fan of the couple books Even though this isn't totally just about being a couple-ish, but I'm more about the the single life. (laughs) Says the romance author. Says the romance author. Well, I'm about the single life for now because, you know, single, but. Yeah. Okay. So the poll was, do books being released by stars appeal to you? And 71% said yes. 29% said no. Interesting. Hmm. I'm not sure what I would have expected, maybe closer to a 50-50, but good to know. Good to know. The next recent release we have is Danica McKellar, which, you know, she's released like tons of books. And it's Double Puppy Trouble, where she teaches kids about math. The synopsis is Moxie Joe always wanted more but soon she'd get more than she bargained for. Spunky and energetic, Moxie is just like any other girl. Aside from the fact that she has to have the most of everything, if she doesn't have the most toys, the most A's on tests, or the most time on the swing, then she makes the most noise. So when Moxie finds a magic stick that can double anything, she doesn't hesitate to use it. But when the button gets stuck, she may start to realize that less really is more teach the power of doubling through this playful puppy romp so if you have kids and you want to teach a math i guess you you like puppies i like puppies (laughs) i like puppies but i'm not gonna get this it's a number one new release though in children's math books it does look really cute though and i appreciate the fact that she's trying to make math fun because a lot of kids Mm. don't like math you know I agree. I think it's a very interesting path that she's taken, like with writing and everything. So good for her. Good for Danica. 
mean, she's a New York Times bestseller, which would be amazing. Wouldn't you like to be a New York Times bestseller? See, I would, but I also know you have to play a certain game and Uh a lot of those things on those lists are like bought, which talking about news, this isn't Hallmark news, but have you been seeing the trial information about Penguin Random House trying to buy Simon & Schuster and the government's trying to stop it because they would form a monopoly on publishing? No, I had not seen this. Yes. So... We do not want them forming a monopoly and joining forces because it's already very difficult for indies and other traditional publishing houses to pay authors and everything. And if the two giant publishing houses join forces with all their cash, it would just not be great. Well, and I think in general, we shouldn't have monopolies. Like the fact that Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and are all owned by the same people is like insanity. <laughs> well, Twitter's owned by Elon Musk, right? There well, is... technically, but not yet. He was purchasing it, but it hasn't gone through. Yeah, but Zuckerberg doesn't own Twitter. I thought that was still separate. I thought they were owned by the same people. I don't know. Anyway. Monopolies are bad. That's what we're Monopoly. getting at. Yes. <laughs> I could be wrong. I am not the business aficionado, if, oh. if that's even the right word. <laughs> But speaking of romance, we have our last book to talk about, and it's from Christopher Palaha, and the co-author is Anna Gomez. It's called Moments Like This, From Kona with Love. This is book one in the From Kona with Love series depicting multicultural romance, love, loss, and redemption woven into a family saga set in the beautiful islands of Hawaii. Though connected, each installment can be read as a standalone. So this one is about Andrea. So after Andrea, Andy Matthews chooses her career over a marriage proposal and then loses a promotion she worked so hard for, she jumps at the chance to take a break and help run a friend's coffee shop. Alone in Hawaii, Andy befriends the staff and quickly grows to care for them, making her determined to revive the company. As luck would have it, she meets the mysterious Warren Yates on Christmas Eve. They share a cup of coffee, some conversation, and even a moment which leads to many more in the coming weeks. But when Andy learns who Warren really is and what he actually wants, she's torn between her feelings and his deception. Will Warren be able to win her heart back? So you threw me off because I thought this was actually the second in the series. This is book one. Well, this says moments like this from Kona with love released in 2021 and the new one is called where the sun rises i am just releases in october yeah so i'll let's do that one too oh you were reading the wrong one well i thought they only had that one out because that's what i've been seeing everywhere but you're right there is the second one that comes out in october that's the one that i shared too yeah okay where the sun rises yes so this one and remember these can be read as standalones when M-A-E-L-E. Maley? Mail? Sounds good to me. Maley? Maley. When Maley Moana is paired up with Adam Yates, oh, to walk down the aisle together at her friend Andy's wedding. Oh, so it, it ties into the other one. Yeah. It isn't exactly a perfect match. Maley is the daughter of a plantation worker, and Adam is the son of one of the richest men in Oahu. Their worlds couldn't be more different, but they have one thing in common, big dreams. Dreams that will make... That will take Maylee back to Kauai while Adam pursues an incredible opportunity in L.A. 
Adam wants to be in her life and slowly Maylee lets him in. He inspires her to face her fears and she restores his faith in redemption. But with love comes sacrifice and the goals they work so hard for may end up tearing them apart. Where the Sun Rises is a story about overcoming adversity, the promise of young love, and the valor in letting go. That sounds cute. It does sound cute. I just think it's it looks, interesting that, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was just going to say it looks like a great summer book. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, I just think it's interesting that Christopher is like writing romance. And I guess how him and Anna hooked up was he was looking for stories for his production company. And then they had a Zoom call and he's like, I really like to write a book with you. Oh, wow. And now, yeah. Now here we are. And I feel like these books are going to turn into movies. I wouldn't be that, surprised. Yeah. that's They sound very Hallmark-like. And it just seems the way it would go. I'm not going to read these, (laughs) even though they are romance, but they do sound cute. So I I would would, consider it. I just don't read enough to actually probably do it. (laughs) I feel like you, I almost feel like you would like them more than me because I have very specific tastes sometimes when it comes to romance and that kind of beachy romance leading towards women's fiction isn't white my favorite but with you you kind of I feel like you have a more broad range when it comes to romance and I feel like you could like it I could be talked into anything because I don't read enough to have strong opinions (laughs) we'll see that's a positive (laughs) (laughs) so we have two more topics and the first one is Paul Campbell (laughs) he gets a category of his own he sure does because I shared on our stories on Instagram, plug to Instagram. If you haven't listened, you should go check it out. Or if you haven't like found us on there, you should follow us because we do share updates <laughs> as we go. And Paul posted a video as a rant because the guys at Tech the Hallmark did not care for Mariah's Lighthouse. And he mm-hmm. did not appreciate their commentary, thought it was mean hearted and called for people to not support them. Yeah. So we don't have a lot that we're gonna say on this. We just because I think we're both kind of we see both sides. And obviously, as podcasters, mainly talking about Hallmark, it's like, I don't know, it's tough. So we listened to deck the Hallmarks episode. We don't normally listen to those guys just because it gets to be a a lot. (laughs) And that's just not our style. And I don't listen to a ton of other Hallmark podcasts in general because I don't mm-hmm. want other people's opinions to change my opinion, yeah. impact my opinion. Mm-hmm. But we did listen to that specific episode and we did feel it was pretty harsh about yes. little things too. So we understand Paul's anger. However, we don't agree with like basically blackballing them in the Hallmark circle of stars. <laughs> Yeah, it was disappointing. Like, we don't make a living off of this podcast, but if, like, Tyler Hines or Andrew Walker was ever like, don't listen to love and nonsense, they're just terrible. (laughs) And I'm going to get my friends to not support them. (laughs) Yeah, I I would probably cry. (laughs) Um, I would totally cry. Like, no, Andrew, we love you. (laughs) I think that this hit home for us because we try to be honest Mm-hmm. in our reviews of things but we try also not to be too mean yeah 
But it's, it is sometimes a hard line because sometimes you just really don't like the movies and legitimately sometimes people just don't like movies and, and that's okay. That's why there's different types of movies. Like we were talking about one of the ones that we talk about a lot is Butler's in Love. Neither one of us liked it. We didn't think it was a good story. You know, it Mm -hmm. was lackluster all around for us, (laughs) but there were people in our comments on Instagram who were like, oh my gosh, Butler's in Love was my favorite of these movies. So there is a place for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's why you kind of let them try different things because there are going to be people who are going to enjoy them, even if we don't. Yeah. We're always very apologetic. We're like, it's nothing personal, like with Alicia Witt, which shout out to Alicia. We hope she's doing good with her health. Yes. So it's never anything personal. We try not to be mean or <laughs> too over the top crazy, basically. So that's our and Paul Campbell mention. <laughs> I will say that he did take the video down, but I don't think he's ever addressed taking the video down. Yeah. So and Deck the know. Hallmark never took down their episode or anything. So and I don't think they addressed it either. No. So we're at an impasse. We'll see what happens during the Christmas season. Well, they were both at Christmas Con together this week. I wonder if they had a chat. Man, I really wish I could have. Ugh. Why'd you have to bring that up, Carrie? Now I'm going to be like. Oh, I wish I could have seen something. Anywho, that's Paul Campbell. The last bit we're going to cover is Christmas news, which we don't have a ton that we know about Christmas yet, but this is the little that we do know. First off, GAC's first Christmas movie of the year is premiering October 29th, is Catering Christmas, and this has Merritt Patterson and Daniel Lissing. So new business owner Molly Frost is struggling to launch her new catering business when she unexpectedly lands New Hampshire's biggest event of the year, the Harrison Foundation Christmas Gala. Meanwhile, Carson Harrison, who will be managing the event this year, is the very reluctant heir to his family's foundation. Carson is a renowned photographer who has spent years jet-setting around the world to avoid taking over the foundation from his aunt Jean. Molly, a hometown girl who once was the beneficiary of the foundation's generosity, takes Carson on a journey to learn about all the good his family provides to so many. The discovery inspires Carson to use his artistic gifts to create the most heartwarming fundraiser in the history of the foundation. That was a mouthful. I'm interested to see this, mostly because I like Daniel Lissing a lot. So, <laughs> Andrew, a photographer. <laughs> well, I get I get kind of irritated at the photography ones because they do this fake photo taking thing, and it just drives mm-hmm. me insane. I'm like, people don't shoot like that. Yeah, I can't say that I'm super excited about this. I mean, I like Daniel, and I've been wanting to see him in more stuff, so I'm happy about that. And Merritt's okay. We'll so, see if it's one to, of the pick, ones we pick to watch. To add on to this, I. It's not Christmas related, but it is GAC related. Apparently, since we dogged them so bad (laughs) earlier, (laughs) they are supposed to be starting at the end of August, a new movie every weekend. Hmm. And it's starting in August. I don't know the people that are in the movie. I don't know what the movie is. I'm very well prepared for this week, guys. But in a couple of weeks, there's supposed to be a new movie every weekend on GAC. Hopefully, they'll finally start releasing stuff. (laughs) I know. They've spent the first eight months of the year preparing i guess for this weekend every or movie every weekend and then christmas i guess so yep we'll we'll see the true test of a lot of things for them is coming so but they did they did acquire one of my favorite christmas movies mrs miracle which i thought was interesting because they have the two first two mrs miracle movies i thought this was really interesting because those are hallmark movies 
And Mm -hmm. Hallmark released a Mrs. Miracle last year. So I was surprised that they would give up the first two. That is just very strange. But maybe this is the beginning of peace talks between Hallmark and GAC. If I get to see some of my more favorite movies that are older, like can GAC acquire? There's this movie where Joey Lawrence and the girl, he's Catholic and she's Jewish. And they pretend to date each other. I love that movie. I can't think of the name of it. If they could acquire that so that I could actually watch it, that would be great. (laughs) Well, they listen to us about the more movies. So we have real power, Carrie. Maybe they'll listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) It was clearly us that got this going. Yes. You're welcome, world. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next one, you guys, I was shocked about the next Mm -hmm. one. And I messaged Stephanie and I said, you will not believe what I just found out. And I found it out by accident because we did a post where they were playing the movie Christmas Under Wraps on Tuesday. So I've been doing these Tuesday and Tuesdays where I put the post and then let people tell which is their favorite movie. One of the movies was Christmas Under Wraps. And when I'm looking it up to find out what the guy's name is, the actor that played in that, because it's obviously Candace Cameron Bure is the lead. And I was looking up the guy. I realized that he's in another movie this year with the same character name with the dad, (laughs) with some of the other people in the other movie, doesn't have the name Christmas Under Wraps, but it turns out it's a sequel to Christmas Under Wraps. Mm -hmm. And it's not starring Candace. No, because she's over at GAC. But who is starring in her place? Her TV sister. (laughs) Guys, I I was shocked. We're just like, how did this, how did this happen? Did Candace know they were going to make a sequel? Did she recommend Jody? Did Jody say yes without knowing it was a sequel to a movie that Candace was in? Like, what is the thought process between behind this? And what's going to happen to Candace's character? Because the only two options are she takes a job elsewhere and they break up or they kill her off. And if they break them up, that basically makes the first movie null and void. Like, why watch the first movie? Because you know that they're not actually happily ever after. It's a waste. That's true. And romance authors and readers hate not having happily ever after. It's not a romance if it's not a happily ever after, right? Yep. That's what I taught Carrie. And it's true. (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't even understand why they're making a sequel. That movie came out like seven years ago. It came out a long time ago. And not to be mean, it is not my favorite movie. I could care less if I watch this movie again. A lot of people love it, though, apparently. Huh. Like, I understand, like, they went back into the vault, they found Nine Lives of Christmas, and we're like, we need a sequel to this. And, of course, we said, heck yes, we need Nine Kittens of Christmas. Yeah, we do. And it was great. And then they went back, and they were like, hmm, Christmas Under Wraps? We need a sequel to that, too. And I said, no, you don't. But we're not going to bring back the old characters. Well, we're going to bring back some of the old characters. But we need to do an episode of what old movies they actually need to make sequels to. (laughs) That would be a great episode. Maybe we could do that in our 100th episode. We could do that. See, everybody, this is, you know, brainstorming. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm not here for this weird sequel. I mean, I'm happy to see Jodi in the lead. I like Jodi. I find it odd that she hasn't been in more Hallmark movies recently. So I'm okay with like seeing her in the lead, but not this movie. It's weird. <laughs> and I do want to know how what they're going to do with Candace's character because I was like, I, I messaged Stephanie and I was like, is it, if they kill her off, it's like a big F you. 
It really is, though. It really, really is. You're going to leave us. We're going to kill off one of your characters. This better be like, I don't know if we saw another young, attractive man on the casting, but hopefully she falls in love with someone else. And that guy's just there as like. Not the main character. Yeah, maybe he's like the brother-in-law and Candace is her older sister in the movie and like Candace is off saving people in somewhere and he's left at home to do his Santa thing or whatever and Jody's trying to find love. I don't know, but I'm looking it up. Okay, it's called A Cozy Christmas Inn. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say. I guess we're it's just going to have though. to wait until more news comes out about it. But yep. And I will say, I did hear on Candace's Instagram this weekend that she is does have a Christmas movie. So there's going to be a Christmas movie, I'm guessing, on GAC. Unless yeah. it was already filmed or whatever on Hallmark previously before her agreement. That's so awkward. It would be awkward. Man, that's weird. And she can't even show up on Hallmark probably to promote it if it is a Hallmark movie. Probably true. Ooh, so weird. Well, I think that's all the news we have. Right, Carrie? I think so, too. Little news, a little nonsense. We got through it all. Sometimes the news is nonsense. (laughs) It it is. (laughs) Hopefully, you learned something fun today. If not, I guess we're sorry. (laughs) Come back next week when we do a review episode. (laughs) Come back next week. Also, you might have noticed that we re-recorded our intro because Carrie actually has her mic now. Two years later. I've had my mic for two years, guys. It's not like I just got this thing. (laughs) Yeah, but when we recorded the intro, she did not have it. We were were baby podcasters then. So the intro is new. I mean, same verbiage and everything. And our outro is new. It's just us telling you to come see us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Love and Nonsense Podcast everywhere. Although we're more on Instagram. At Love and Nonsense Podcast. And if you guys find news that you find interesting that you think we would find interesting, you can always send it our way on Instagram. We will take it. We love talking to you guys. It makes us feel good. We're like, oh my gosh, people listen. People care. care. There was one lady who's like, I agree with Carrie. And I was like, Stephanie, there's somebody who listens and knows our voices enough to know which one said what. (laughs) I know. I want to look that up because I don't feel right about refer- referring to her as just that lady. She has a that name. That is true. And I'm going to find it. I would say what I think it is, but I think it's probably wrong because my brain does not want to work right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll just look it up because I think I know where it is. All right, here we are. Carrie, Carrie. Here we are. Peggy. Yes. That was definitely not what I was going to say. I was well, going to... Glad you didn't say it then. <laughs> Thank you, Peggy, for listening. And we forgive you, or I forgive you for listening to Carrie and following her, her advice. <laughs> and me not remembering. I, uh, I'm sorry. I am usually try to be good at names, but I wasn't prepared to talk about this this time. Yeah. Carrie's just having an off week, as you all know, with her whole burning house thing. Uh, nearly burning house. Nearly burning that. house thing. <laughs> And having to be extra quiet at the library. Hopefully I'll have internet soon, though, because I can't work tomorrow either. Somebody at church was like, oh, what a bummer. I (laughs) "I know, right? (laughs) What a bummer. (laughs) Not really. (sighs) All right. Well, until next time where we post our review for these movies that just premiered, we'll talk to you later. Bye.